When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. How sweet it is to be loved. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show. Joining me now via the phone line will be Jeff Calkins. He's columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is called last night's loss. The Tigers took at the hands of the Rice Owls. The most embarrassing loss he's ever covered. So let's bring him on right now. He's on X again at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? Well, I want to apologize to the listeners because I think yesterday I indicated that I expected that this morning we would be taking happy calls from Happy Memphis Tiger fans, and I could have not have I could not have been more woefully wrong. Yeah, so, uh, so I apologize. For that. I don't think you need to apologize for that. that I, I think I think the the Memphis basketball program and the players and coach coaches and Penny. I think they 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 would they would probably need to throw out those apologies. That was uh, that was as bad as I've ever seen it. I'm going to be completely honest with you, and I think it's it's not just one thing that you point to, but I will point to one thing off the top is Penny said with his starting lineup he was going to make some changes, he was going to shake it up. That was about as bad a shakeup as I've ever seen. Jaquan Walton, David Jones, Jonathan Pierre, who's played 4.6 minutes per game this year, Naquan Tomlin and Malcolm Dandridge. It was nonsensical, and it, and it proved to be nonsensical. And then, after that, nine players played in the first eight minutes, ten players in the first ten minutes, 11 players in 12 minutes. No continuity, no plan, and I just I, I, I think it was a failure on all fronts. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, you know, it's funny when, when just to, to go back one half step. I when I said it's the most embarrassing, I didn't really even cover it. I just watched it. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't part of the team from the Daily Mail down there covering it. But I um, and, and I, there have been worse losses in my thirty years, um, nearly thirty years of, of of covering Memphis sports. I mean, there was. It, the football team got blown up by Arkansas State under Larry Porter. That was a hideous loss. There, you know, Josh had some pretty bad losses. I, the, the program under Tick Price, there weren't even bad losses because the program was so bad that there, you know, whatever you'd get bounced from the tournament by Southern Miss, and it was just ex- expected. So, it's not like I haven't seen or covered bad losses before, and losses that were taken in isolation as bad or worse than this one. I think what made this one so striking was those are bad teams that 
lost, you know, the, the lost persuasively. This was just two weeks, three weeks ago, a good team, a talented team, a team that should be capable of dramatically more than what we have seen. So that, to me, is why it's the most dumbfounding uh, game I've ever witnessed is because to see a team that not long ago beat Clemson, not long ago beat Virginia, not long ago won at Texas A&M, to see them do what they did in the first half just look absolutely lost. Um, I, it was it was it was hard to believe what you were watching, and so and I and I and to your point, I absolutely think. I mean, I, I don't, no, no one here is trying to like crush Penny. Everyone wants Penny to succeed, and and you know anyone who talks about Penny getting fired, I think is uh, you know crazy. So yeah. um, I, I'll say all that, but. In, in the macro sense, of course, it's all Penny's responsibility. It's Penny's fault. It's Penny's just Penny. When they win games, it's to Penny's credit. He recruits the players, every single one of them. He identified and picked individually, and then he deploys the players. So there's literally nobody else to blame but Penny. So, but then to your specific point, I agree 100%. Like, you're a team like Rice. You come in here, you've gotten, you know, look what Houston did to Rice, for example. You know, just, just, demolished rights. So you come into a tough place to play, which should be a tough place to play. And what happens when you play that kind of a lineup is, you know, you have some success. I mean, the, the notion that the, the change that Penny would would make is to is to put a guy who averaged four minutes a game who was a Division II player last year, like that's your big innovation? And then to all of a sudden be just throwing crap against the wall? Change, 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 change. How can anyone get any – this is sort of what I was said I was worried about yesterday, is that that he would just throw out crazy stuff. I thought he'd throw out crazy stuff. I didn't think it would be that anyway. crazy, to be fair. Yeah, I thought they'd throw out crazy stuff. They'd win anyway, and then Penny would, would say, aha, we got to keep doing this crazy stuff. Instead, they threw out the crazy stuff, and – they got their ass kicked, and 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 I absolutely think that relentless shuffling at the beginning of the game, you know, in the end, it became an extraordinarily close game, and so those minutes I think set the tone, and I, I lay it one hundred percent at the feet of Penny Hardaway. A hundred percent, and like I, I said, it's the most mismanaged half of basketball Penny Hardaway has ever had. Uh, since his tenure began six years ago at the University of Memphis. And I think uh, having watched a lot of college basketball this year, I mean, besides maybe Detroit Mercy, I don't watch a bunch of them, though they're 0-22 in the Horizon League. But I think it might be the most mismanaged half by a coach I've seen all year in, in games I've watched. It was just, it was erratic, confusing behavior that you just knew as soon as they published, as soon as I saw Parth put out the starting lineup, Everyone was like, what the hell is this actually going to accomplish? Connor sent me as soon as he started, saw the starting lineup with no point guard. He says, how many turnovers in the first five minutes? He set the, he set the line at three and a half. It ended up being four. I said over. He, I, I don't even know if he picked a side. He's like, I'm just going to set it for you. And I ended up picking over, even though Javon Quinterly checked into the game, what, three minutes into it. And I, I predicted that. I said, I, I can't wait till Javon Quinterly checks in three minutes in. Checked in at the 305, at the 1655 mark, so three minutes and five seconds into the lineup. But that was Penny as erratic and 
distraught as I've ever seen. As I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and, you know, listening to to, uh, Greg Aston call the game, he was like, well, Penny's just, you know, trying to find something that works. I don't know. Like, it seems to me that the job of the coach is to, in practice, figure out what works. (laughs) You know, right? Mm -hmm. That's what those combinations you figure out in practice. Who works, who plays with who. But the truth of the matter is, is that again, like we would, we I would like this team to win every game, and win every game going forward. It's not good for anyone when they lose games. Honestly, people don't read the Daily Memphian stories as much. When you lose a game, is when you win a game. People don't like don't listen. Like it's not good for anyone when they lose. Right. Um, but if the job is of the coach, is to take what talent there is available, and get the best out of it. Like what whatever's there. The job is, whatever their flaws, whatever their strengths, how can we maximize and get the best out of this talent? You can't begin to say that Penny is getting the best out of this talent. Indeed, it's hard to imagine getting worse out of this collection of talent than you saw in the first half. And then afterwards, asked about it, he consistently says things like, can't put my finger on it, or things like, keep teaching them the right things, they keep doing the wrong thing. Well, the job as a teacher isn't isn't measured by what you put on the blackboard. It's measured by how much you can get the students to learn. How effective are you? And with this team, anyway, doesn't mean forever. Like Penny, I think did a good job with last year's team. Yeah. With this team, anyway, he has uh, so far, anyway, he has certainly he has utterly failed, and I, I, it seems indisputable. And uh, I think when we talk about the good plans that he's putting out there and um, sort of what he's done in practice and trying to bring them along on the defensive end, there does come a point where I just see it not working because of effort you see from your perimeter defenders, uh, David Jones, Jaquan Wall, and Javon Quinterly, whoever's out there. Um, You're dragging a lot of bigs out to to the perimeter. That's what other teams are doing. And then they're exploiting backdoor cuts and cuts to the rim, and it's becoming easy. I uh, We talked about it a couple weeks ago with NFL football coaches and football coaches at large, the difference between good and great coaches, right, where it's um, good coaches will take their plan and, and their scheme and make their personnel fit it. Great coaches will take their personnel and they will design a scheme to fit their personnel. I think Penny falls in the first category of a coach who is trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and at some point, you have to try something different. You have to make something happen with this team because clearly, whatever plan you're running out there, however good you think it is, it's not working with the personnel you have. Yeah, and I, I think the initial failure there is you have to recruit. Like, if you have a particular thing you want to accomplish defensively, you recruit to that. You recruit to that to to that scheme, right? If you are going to trap and press and whatever else, then you then you get players who are willing to do that, who are capable of doing that, who are wired to do that. And he has had those players, by and large. Um, now, he does not have those players. So as you're right, so then you either adapt or you die. And so far, I mean, to, to, to see Rice just taking him apart on those backdoor cuts, you know, it was like Jokic was was was, was <laughs> playing for him. It was just unbelievable. One easy basket after another. It was just like, what the hell? So, yeah, 
you either have to do a better job of recruiting to what you want to do, or you have to do a better job of, uh, of, of coming up with a scheme that fits what you recruited. Yeah, and I saw today from a metric perspective, Bart Torvik does his percentage uh, sort of based oh, thing based on his uh, metrics of, of chance to make the tournament. 7.4% chance for the Tigers to make the tournament. Uh, is, is, are we at a point of no return, or do you think this team? like what What is the way forward for them to get back to the NCAA tournament? Because I would lean on the weather. They're on the bad side of the bubble, maybe even off the bubble at this point. Oh, I think they're off the bubble. I, I, think, I think they're certainly on the bad side. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, there's two paths, right? I mean, one path is to is to to get to the conference tournament, to have figured it out in it, it, by the time you get to the conference tournament, and to win the conference tournament. And let's be honest, before the season began, we thought there was one team that was maybe as talented as Memphis, and that was Florida Atlantic. And so, you know, is it conceivable? Sure. Like right now, though, they'd be playing on day one. You know, they, they they would be playing on one day one of the conference tournament. That is not the easiest path to take. But I just don't believe that they, having witnessed what you witnessed last night, does that seem like a team that could, and that's Rice at no. home. That's Rice at home. And so if that's Rice at home, like, how are you going to do it North Texas? How are you going to do it Florida Atlantic? How are you going to do it when they've got to play Charlotte? How you get, like, I don't, that's Rice at home that just did that to you. So I find it, listen, I would, it would, it, I, I hope I'm proven wrong, but I would be astounded if they would get their act together um, in time to, you know, to, 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 to get in that large bid at this point. You know, Quinterly said last night, he said, you know, it's just going to take us getting sick of this field. I, I don't I don't think it's that simple. I, I think they truly, you know, I think they truly have toxic chemistry issues on that team. You can see it. You can see it, you know, in the, the body language. Um, they have toxic chemistry issues on that team that, are not going to allow them to play well together as a team. Like, I, I just don't believe it. So I guess, to me, there's a greater chance, just because, it, you know, they got a little longer to get their act together by the time you get to the conference tournament. I guess there's a greater chance they could get to the conference tournament and win it. Because there you just want, you got to be good for, you know, one week. Um, and you got a little time to figure it out before that one week. I find that to be the more likely scenario to get the tournament than that they're going to, you know, that they're going to win enough games in the in what remains of the regular season to get an at large. Yeah, don't you? I, mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, to get an at large, you're what nine and one or ten and zero in their last ten games. That's that's what you'd have to do. And they're just not like. Well, they're, they're, How could I project that? How can I even come close to thinking that's going to happen? Yeah, they go. They'll go. They'll go. Maybe six and four, five and five. You know, whatever. But I mean, they could go. They could go four and six. They could go three. Like I don't know. Like anything. They just lost to South Florida at home and Rice at home. They, they can literally. And John Martin has been saying this. And there have been those who have been saying if he, he was he was overreacting. They can lose yep. to anybody. Yep. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, last night definitely well, presented. Like but that, I think the like South Florida twenty-point blown lead at home. Yeah, you can lose to anybody on your schedule. But here's the question. So at that moment at halftime, they're up 20, you know, basically to South Florida. They have 
they're on the verge of becoming a top 10 team. I do think did something happen or like, what's your theory there? Did something happen? Because it was after that game. It's interesting. It was after that game, which was a horrible loss. Yes. But still Penny just went ham on the team and said, we've been dealing with this crap all year. It's a disaster. Can't play players together. And we're like, Whoa, we didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a bad loss. So is it just that somehow all of this bubbled up? And why? Why? Is it all literally because they lose one player to injury? Like, what? what is it? What do you think happened that turned that team that beat Virginia and beat Clemson and beat a and beat Wichita State and probably played their best half of basketball previous right. to these what, four losses? Right. What, what you happened? Know, I, I honestly... I, what 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 really strikes me? I don't even know if it's a South Florida game. I don't even think it's the Tulane game because the Tulane game on the road to lose by two. Like I think that was this that was one I circled in the preseason as okay. This is this is a game they're going to have to take serious. Ron Hunter has Penny's number, and this is very losable. So I don't even think it was that. I think it was after that Tulane game, having that week of practice, that week of preparation where Penny's, uh, you know, hammering at home. We have to play defense. We have to be on our P's and Q's. You have to pay pay attention to backdoor cuts. We're going to practice a lot harder. The intensity is going to be turned up. And then they fell completely flat and played one of their worst games of the year against UAB. And at that point, you saw what I what I what I said, and we talked about it. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You saw in the second half they lost faith in what they were actually being coached. They lost faith in in, in sort of the leadership they were being given. I don't think I don't think it's directly tied to South Florida or Tulane. I think it was the you know, UAB game. I think the UAB game made them lose faith in what was being taught to them. That's what I think. You don't think it was Jordan Brown, or you don't think it was, it was Tom Lynn? I don't think that stuff. I don't think it's any one thing, first of all. I like That's what I will say. But I think the UAB game is sort of the, the, the back-breaking one where you thought you could go in on the road, get a good win, get back on the, on the right side of history, 
And in that second half, you saw them completely let go of the rope and completely. Uh, they, there's a mistrust for what they're being taught. I think it's the UAB game that that made them lose a whole bunch of confidence. That's what that's what I that's what I sort of see from watching these games. Obviously, I have no way of knowing. This is full speculation, but that's where I'd point to. Do you think then that that week that that we that everyone pointed to as supposed to be a a, a positive that when everything was restored that week actually uh, operated in the opposite direction. I think like we did this whole week. And then we come out and we still stay. And we get our ass kicked by nine on the road to UAB. Yes, that's what I think happened. And there's, a, there's been a mistrust and uh, likely a, a, a disconnect between coaching staff, player, player to player even, since, since that result came through. And that's what leads us to Rice. That, that's what I view it as. I can, I can, I seem to, by the way, I think the disconnect is absolutely as much player to player as it is coach to player. Yes, like I, I think it is one hundred percent. And so, in those moments, I mean, you know, people talk about this all the time. Like pressure reveals character, right? Or and and that not just individual character, but the character of a team. And what we've seen is, it is weird though. Like for for the longest part of the season they would be under pressure, and they would figure out a way to win. And here's what we were saying. This is what happens when you've got a parent. They, they've, been, they've been through the wars before. They know how to handle it. Right. And so they're figuring out ways to win. Then all of a sudden, pressure is exerted in different forms, and they're collapsing. The same damn team that was, hey, look at how they respond so coolly to pressure. And now it's like, look at the way they freaking collapse and crumble and don't even put up any resistance and finger point. When subjected to pressure, mm-hmm. that's why it is this. I've never just seen a team implode like this, just spiral out of the sky. You know, it's just stunning what has happened. <laughs> and I think it's it's funny, like looking at that stretch to start conference play when they were undefeated and they were winning games by small amounts. Those look disgusting now. <laughs> You've lost four straight. Those look gross. Even though you're winning by small amounts and you're giving them credit for you know being battle tested and coming through in the end, those start to look awful. And well, it, I do think that those and it, and it goes back to now. Penny's point. Yeah. He said, "I accepted things and wins that I wouldn't accept in losing." I think it's even I, I, that puts more on Penny than I like in terms of actual what he accepted and didn't accept. Because I, I don't think in the end we're learning that what Penny accepts and doesn't accept doesn't matter with this team. Like. I think, in fact, you look back at those very close wins, and there you're seeing that, you know what? This team wasn't that. Like, this team always had these flaws. And it's not because Penny accepted them. It's because that's how they're wired. They don't rebound. They don't guard. They're interested in their own points. They're not interested in dishing the ball or playing as a team. They all have individual agendas. And so those things were there, and they resulted in very, very close games that we didn't think should be as close. And, you know, whatever. Every time this team takes the floor, what do you see? The opponents light it up from three, right? Every time this team takes the floor, what do you see? They turn the ball over like crazy. Every time this team is the floor, what do you see? They get out-rebounded and don't box, like, box out. And so those, all those things were there, and we kind of overlooked them. 
because they did get the win in the end. But those things, in addition to the chemistry stuff, those things are going to be things that keep them from putting together the kind of winning streak that they would need to now to get an at-large because they're just not... It's to say that they have these fatal flaws baked into the roster that Penny recruited. He didn't recruit rebounders. He didn't recruit toughness. He didn't recruit dogs. He didn't recruit defensive, um, you know, people who prioritize defensively. And that's the roster he has. And um, and I, I think that that is sort of what, when I look back at those close wins now, that is sort of a reminder of what I see. Now, quick positivity. Marcus All Jersey retirement. They did not. Uh, they didn't wait very long for that, did they? April sixth against the Seventy uh, Sixers. I know I have it uh, marked in my calendar. I'll be there. Yeah, obviously they knew it was coming. Like right. you know, here's the truth that they'll have a they'll have a beautiful video for for Mark, and uh, I think you'll learn that they've been working on that video for a long time. You know, like <laughs> right. well, they knew all this was coming. Like just like they knew that they were going to retire the number. Like they. When they traded Mark, they said they were going to retire the number. And so I'm sure all of this was coordinated and they knew this was coming and, and everything else. And so um, it's nice that it's this year. Um, I think it gives some a fun day for this year. Um, and so that'll be good. And um, absolutely, and as we said yesterday, uh, well-earned. And it'll, it'll be a fun night at FedEx Farm. Certainly the Zach Randolph one was. Uh, it was an emotional night when he came back, and I think it will be when Mark uh, when Mark has his number uh, hoisted as well. Yep. Now uh, there's our little positive. The there's our little positivity though. Before I let you roll, I appreciate right. it, Jeff. Yep. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian columnist, also host of the Jeff. Calkins show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League, have a few things to discuss. We'll do that next. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We're coming to the end of the National Football League season, but we still have a couple of things to talk about. Um, but we wrapped up the coaching carousel today, so let's go ahead and take a trip around the National Football League brought to you by Longshot. The Washington Commanders. Commanders make their hire. They find their guy. That's Dan Quinn. His first stop was with the Falcons. We know he was uh, the overseer of the Legion of Boom defense with the Seahawks. But now that he takes over for the Commanders alongside new GM Adam Peters, who was with the 49ers previously, he was their assistant GM. Um... They have a lot of money to spend this offseason. They lead in cap space heading into this offseason. But now we've wrapped up the coaching carousel. Mike McDonald is the head coach of the Seahawks. Dan Quinn with the Commanders. Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. Dave Canales, which is still a weird one, to the to the Panthers. And Raheem Morris to the Falcons. I think when we talk about the, the best fits, Mike McDonald and Jim Harbaugh certainly up there. Antonio Pierce, we'll see what he can do. But it's it made sense to go hire him. Um, sort of at the bottom, Dave Canales and Raheem Morris. I'm, I'm curious about how those all figure themselves out. But Dan Quinn's going to have a chance to change his roster around, find a quarterback, and figure it out going forward. The thing that strikes me, though, about this coaching carousel that everybody's talking about right now, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel are not going to get head coaching jobs going into the 24-25 season. That is something going into the 23-24 season that I thought would have been the most nonsensical take. If you would have told me all three of those guys were not going to be head coaches going into next season, 
I'd have told you you were high. But that's what we're looking at right this second. So we'll see how it all ages. The New England Patriots. So the Patriots and new coach Gerard Mayo have made an offensive coordinator hire, and that is Alex Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt uh, spent a few seasons, four seasons, under Kevin Stefanski as the Browns offensive coordinator. I really like this hire. I do. Not only do the Patriots have the number three overall pick in next year's draft, where they're going to probably go find a quarterback. Gerard Mayo has said they're going to find a quarterback. Um, I like the fact that you bring in a guy who keeps some semblance of the Patriot way and what you've done for a while. Now, some people will say that's a negative looking at what Mac Jones and you know Bailey Zappi and this offense did the past few years. But with what Alex Van Pelt did in running that offense in, in, in Cleveland, he ran the ball and he paced the game and he kept the focus on the defensive side of the ball. That's what we saw. And I think that's what the Patriots need to do. They have a defensive head coach. You know that the defense is a generally given. Gerard Mayo learned under Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick always had a good defense. Alex Van Pelt will keep the, the running game going, and I think that's a good thing for the Patriots who have a decent offensive line, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like. But also, the number three overall pick. That's going to be something that is uh, massive. Alex Van Pelt has spent his career the past two decades being a quarterback's coach, and he's developed some good quarterbacks over the years. Maybe he can do that with the number three overall pick. I think this is a sound, good hire altogether. The Baltimore Ravens. So this is an interesting thing that happened today, and it has to do with Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a type 1 diabetic, and apparently he saved. He saved somebody on a flight he was on. Um, somebody was completely you know, falling out, um, uncomfortable with the situation, and it looks like a woman's life was saved because he had a diabetic testing kit on the flight. So he was able to go make that happen and uh, and facilitate that, and it ultimately saved her life. Now, it looks like we have some breaking news, and we'll get back to my last couple of stories. But per Woj, per Woj, this is a uh, get ready. The Grizzlies have made a trade. Grizzlies have made a trade. The Memphis Grizzlies have traded Steven Adams to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. Confusing, but I uh, I want to keep going with the trip around the NFL. We'll get to that when we get to small talk here in just a moment. The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, what we have seen is uh, they're very good still. They're very, very good still. And how good are they? Um, we know that it's it's been a change around. They've, they've switched up what they've done as a team. Um, offensively, they're just not as good, but defensively, they're the number two scoring defense, and they're the number two total defense so far this season. And there's a stat, if you're looking for a, a way to bet the Super Bowl, that is uh, pretty telling to me. Um, and it has to do with the most games for any teams in NFL history allowing 28 or less points. Uh, and this is the playoffs included. The Chiefs are actually number one in this category. They have 20 games so far this year where they've allowed less than 28 points. But they're also on a list, and the top five is the 2,000 Ravens, the 2,002 Bucks, the 2,005 Steelers, and the 2010 Packers. Of course, the 17-game season helps Kansas City here. But being at the top of this list means something because all those four other teams I mentioned, the 2,000 Ravens, 2,002 Bucks, 2,005 Steelers, 2010 Packers, they won a championship. They won the Super Bowl. So if you feel pretty strongly about this stat and what the Kansas City Chiefs have been able to accomplish on the defensive end, I would bet the Chiefs going in to the Super Bowl. 
the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is the final thing I want to bring up, and this has to do with the Chiefs finding a little bit of bulletin board material. But Nick Bosa, the star DN, defensive player of the year, he was asked his thoughts on the Chiefs tackles Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, and here's what he had to say. They stand out when you watch them. They hold a lot. (laughs) Now, this is going to be bulletin board material, and the Chiefs are going to use this to their advantage and try to make something happen. Um, And, and, uh, you know, hopefully it leads to Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith having a good day against those ends, Chase Young, Nick Nick Bosa, all those guys up front. But can I say this? Nick Bosa is not wrong. (laughs) He's he's very correct. Jawan Taylor is the most penalized player in the National Football League this year, holding offsides, a, a false start, all those types of things, illegal formation. And Donovan Smith is old, and he has to he has to hold every once in a while. So there is that. Now, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Now, um, if you're just now joining us, I did mention that we do have some breaking news on the Grizzlies front. Adrian Wojnarowski is uh, reporting that the Grizzlies made a trade. And the trade is Steven Adams to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. I guess uh, small talk. We're going to have to throw that out of the way, but we will discuss this trade and what it means for the Grizzlies going forward. That's going to be next. Every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m., except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. If you're just now joining us, we have some breaking news. Grizzlies have made a trade, and the trade is as follows. Grizzlies are trading Steven Adams to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. Now, neither Steven Adams or Victor Oladipo have played a game this year. Victor Oladipo has a patellar tear, um, but he is on an expiring contract, so uh, you had to make the salaries work, and it looks like he will be dumped at some point this offseason. And what it's going to do for the Grizzlies, it'll create more salary flexibility and draft assets um, in a 2024 offseason where they'll get a chance at a lottery pick. Maybe they'll make another move. Um, and for the Rockets, of course, if Adams is healthy, it depends on what you think about Steven Adams um, and, and his health, they will have him to go, sort of complement Alperin Shangun at center, and he'd probably be a backup big in that particular situation. But this is an interesting one right now, and it's hard to have a strong take on it uh, because clearly what the Grizzlies are doing, they're trying to clear up some salary space for another move to be made, and those three second-round picks can be ammunition in another move to be made. Now, the question becomes... Uh, as a, as a, a true five, you know, needs to come into uh, into play here. Um, who do you go get? What is this next move going to be? But I think the the long standing, long 
you know, trying to assess this trade long term, we're going to have to see what the next move is for the Grizzlies because they're going to have to bring in another five to start alongside Jaron Jackson Jr. before we really think that this thing is complete or we can make a judgment. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, initial reaction is it's really sad. Steven yes, Adams was an 100%. incredible player on the court, but he was. Amazing in the community. He was a joy to have on the team, to have in, in, in pressers and things like that. Uh, amazing locker room guy. I wish him the absolute best in Houston. Hopefully he can be a part of that team moving forward. Um, yeah, it's far too early to know because this is clearly a move to help facilitate something else down the line. Uh, it's sad, but ultimately I don't think we're going to be able to judge this move until we see what they turn that uh, those picks and that expiring contract, Victor Oladipo's contract, into. Getting three second-round picks and an expiring contract for Steven Adams is pretty good value. You know, it's just, it's not sexy. It's one of those moves where you just don't really know how you feel about it until you see what happens next. So it, now, there's, there's clear that there are more moves to be made. Um, it's interesting. It was unexpected. Yeah, no question about it. Like, who do they make a run at now? Because you're going to have to find a five. Wendell Carter Jr., Claxton, uh, Claxton Jared Allen. Those are the names that have always come yeah. up. And I've told you, I said, if it's not Steven Adams, I think Jared Allen is the next best option if the Cavs are willing to move off of him. But what is the price for that? It, this uh, We do know now, though, it's going to make room for them to be able to sign Gigi long term. Yes. They'll be able to avoid the second apron. And they have salary now to go make a move and to get somebody to come in here and help turn this team into a true contender. Uh, I also think that it might hint that they have some confidence in Brandon Clark. Yeah, but you, I think you have to you have to find another five. Yeah. Brandon Clark coming off an Achilles injury. I mean, I just Jaron's been really good at the five. Yeah, the numbers with Jaron at the five, the fence on the floor. Have been but really I still good. think and people talk, people call, have called it training wheels over the years. I still think you need somebody to rebound and set screens sure. alongside Jaron. We'll yeah. see who that but is. They'll do that. <laughs> they'll do that. They're not just going to roll out there. Yeah. You know, they'll do something. You. So we've got to wait and see. I got you. But Stephen Adams traded to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second round picks. The Grizzlies get that in return. But we need to go ahead and get to the last thirty minutes of the show before we pass you off to Grizzlies versus Cavs. Um, and we'll do that, getting back into some Tiger basketball with my man from the Daily Memphian, Parth Hoopadiai. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Looking for the most thoughtful, most romantic gift for the one you love this Valentine's? At Genesis Diamonds, celebrating love is what we do. Maybe it's a simple pendant or maybe it's an exquisite one-of-a-kind designer ring. Genesis can help you pick out the most memorable and special piece of jewelry for the occasion. And to make it even sweeter, now till Valentine's, whether you spend $100 $99 or $199,000, Genesis will give you some chocolates, fresh flowers, and dinner out at no charge. It's a one-stop ultimate Valentine's experience. When you buy any piece of beautiful jewelry, we'll give you a bouquet of beautiful flowers, some yummy chocolates, and a gift card for dinner at Restaurant Iris. So join us at Genesis Diamonds. See our spectacular collection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and more. Priced from $199 to $199,000. Let our non-commissioned experts help you find that perfect ring that'll warm their heart and, for years to come, be a symbol of your love. And we'll throw in the chocolates, flowers, and dinner as our treat. Happy Valentine's Day from Genesis Diamonds. On Poplar at Perkins Extended. At Quantity C Store for details. From the team that brought you Amy Poehler's Say More with Dr. Sheila comes the comedy podcast, The 
Chris Chapman Do-Over, starring Ike Barinholtz as controversial shock jock Chris Chapman, who returns to the airwaves after being canceled. This is your boy, Chris Chapman. My old show was a victim of a little thing called cancel culture, and I vowed to take a long break and really reflect. But I'm here to announce I'm back, better than ever. The improvised Chris Chapman Do-Over is an Odyssey and Paper Kite production starring Ike Barinholtz as Chris Chapman. Listen on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to shoot your shot? Long shot at Arrive Memphis is serving up great bites, beers, and your favorite games on TV. This season at Long Shot, the playbook is wide open. They've got delicious food, classic drinks, and a crowd cheering on your favorite college and NFL teams in HD. Are you game for a little shuffleboard and beers on draft during halftime? Long Shot has got you covered. You and your team can kick off the season in style at Long Shot inside Arrive Memphis at 477 South Main. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and... But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.